0: hey everybody craig shout back here on the ohioan podcast network and today we are going streaming got a couple of uh, interesting things for you today to talk about uh the first is sort of a uh one of the more engrossing docu dramas that i i've seen on hbo in quite a long time it's i love you now die this is the commonwealth versus michelle carter uh, now, for those of you, and especially me, who has seen this documentary now a couple of times, uh, I did not know really about this case when it uh, was going on, but it tells the story of Michelle Carter, who uh, was sort of in a long-distance relationship with Conrad Roy, and Roy had had some issues, some was had things going on in his life, and Michelle um, apparently had texted him that she should, you know, sort of encouraging him to kill himself, to commit suicide, to release him of the pain that he was feeling. And this is an interesting two-part documentary uh, series uh, that really kind of goes into how the prosecution built their case up. And then of course, the second part, it kind of delves more into how the defense tried to get their client off the hook saying, you know, essentially that she couldn't have been responsible for someone's death when she wasn't even with him. But one of the reasons why I think this is such an interesting documentary is not only is it it an interesting documentary and very engrossing over the course of the two parts, where they're about an hour and a half or so per part, is the fact that it sort of sets a precedence in the world of law, which I kind of find interesting as a cops and courts reporter. This is sort of a, a, a case now where a lot of people can go back to and say, This is a case where social media or text messaging, where basically you can create, commit a crime digitally in some ways. In this case, uh, their argument is that Michelle Carter certainly led and and contributed to this young man killing himself. And that's the argument and the crux of this sort of story that we that we see play out, and I really think it's an interesting case where we get a little bit of background, obviously, on how the two met, and uh, we get a little bit of background about about Michelle, who at first seemed like a, a sort of a mild-mannered girl, but then you kind of realize that maybe she isn't so much as the documentary series sort of peels back the layers of what kind of a person she was, how maybe she enjoyed the, the sort of the the aftermath of the death in terms of taking advantage of the popularity and all of that. And then, of course, the the two families and the, basically the two sides going at it tooth and nail to try to disprove or prove their case. And it really, you know, Aaron Lee Carter directs these two, these two parts uh, in this, this very long movie, I guess you would almost call it. It's a very uh, engrossing two parts, so about two hours and 23 minutes or so, in the totality of it. But it's a very interesting part uh, that it plays in the the legal system and how we kind of interpret laws and how these things set precedents because we always hear about why certain things happen in the law. Well, there's precedents that are set previous and that's how things are sort of dictated in, in a lot of ways based on that. Uh, based on you know decisions by judges for sentencings and juries and how they're told to deliberate and appeals cases as well when someone does appeal their case so I don't want to spoil any um, anything necessarily that goes with this case um, I just will say though that it was a extremely extremely interesting documentary uh, it's split up again into two parts about two and a half to three hours long, but well worth your time. I really, really did enjoy this uh, back and forth in the court system. We learn, you know, we see some of the court battle going on, but then also we splice in family interviews along with other people uh, just kind of telling the story about how these two kids kind of came together and, and how it unfortunately ended for Conrad Roy. Um, but definitely, Highly recommend. I love you now, guy. The Commonwealth versus Michelle Carter. I give this three and a half out of four stars. You can see this uh, film or this two-part series, if you will, on HBO Max. As any time it came out in 2019, it's definitely well worth your time, though. Uh, certainly, uh, get the popcorn ready because it is a dramatic uh, and very intriguing. Uh, film that's split up into a couple of parts that tells two very distinct stories about this uh, uh, event that happened. So definitely highly recommend you go see I Love You Now Die. You can watch it anytime on HBO Max right now. So go see it. Now, it's interesting, you know, we're we're knee-deep in the Olympics. We're getting ready towards, you know, get towards the end here. And I always have to say that um, I'm one of the few people that like the Olympics. It's the pageantry, it's the you know, the representation of your country. It's seeing the best of the best of the best athletes out there. Um, obviously, I do love watching the Americans, but then I also like watching other sports and other people play and how how other people are. And, you know, this year, this this time around, you know, it was a, a year delayed because of the COVID pandemic shutting down the Olympics last year. Um, But it it has been a a very interesting year for the Olympics. Obviously, we had the Simone Biles incident where she had a bow out due to uh, some mental health issues, and we wish her the best here at the podcast. Hopefully she uh, can recover and rebound and, and maybe compete again. Or if she decides to retire, she's had an illustrious career as probably the greatest Olympic athlete that most people will have ever seen because she has just dominated the sport for so long. And especially when you have a couple of moves named after you on the floor routine, you probably are the greatest athlete in the in the in the history of that sport. So definitely, uh, you know, kudos to Simone Biles, but also Suni Lee. You know, uh, it was fun watching her compete and win. Um, I I reviewed the Golden Series that was on Peacock last uh, last time around, and she was one of the uh, gymnasts that was featured on that, where they kind of. Showed her process and leading up to the Olympics and the Olympic Selection Committee. And it was a fun, it's fun to see that story kind of go through and and her win a gold medal there for the all around, which, uh, you know, maybe might not have happened if Simone Biles hadn't been there. But with Simone Biles bowing out, it allowed Suni Lee to get back in there and step up and, and win. So, um, You know, obviously throughout the process, I've tried to watch as many sports as possible. I've watched surfing, I've watched badminton, I've watched handball, um, I've seen the triathlons, I've seen the the swimming competition. I just try to like let it wash over me in some ways with the Olympics. I let the Olympics try to show me everything they have to offer. Skateboarding is new this year. I've checked out some of the skateboarding and You know, it's kind of interesting. I I get enamored with sports and seeing the pinnacle of that, and seeing the best of the best compete at those sports. And that's that's kind of one of the things that has drawn me over the years uh, to the Olympics. Um, As of right now, you can stream them on uh, if you have the NBC Sports app and you have a cable package. You can sign in, and that will allow you actually to the app will allow you to stream. First of all, in 4K, but second of all, it will allow you to stream anything going on at that time that may or may not be on TV on one of the TV channel lineups. Um, You can watch highlights and programming on Peacock uh, as well. That's obviously a subscription base. But then obviously most people are probably watching on NBC, USA Network, NBC Sports Network, and CNBC is also carrying quite a few uh, sporting events as well each day. Uh, and for our, our friends in Canada, the CBC network is also uh, playing those uh, sports as well with a little bit more of a Canadian twist to it, but certainly they uh, they show a little bit of everything too. So I definitely say go watch the Olympics as we wind down here. Um, it's always fun to see, you know, the best of the best competing, whether it's in track and field, which is getting, you know, getting started, uh, you know, with, with, yeah, no Usain Bolt, but still a lot of fun to watch track and field events. I've watched fencing. It's just a lot of fun to to, to check out sports that maybe maybe you do only watch them every four years or maybe you've never seen them before and you're in, interested in them. Um, I really have no clue on, on how the the rules of handball are or how the rules of water polo go but I'm just kind of interested in watching them you know and for me it's kind of like yeah I watch uh, some softball and I'll watch baseball as well and some of the sports that I enjoy watching in general as a day-to-day thing but for me I think a a lot of the Olympics is about watching stuff that maybe you never get a chance to watch or maybe you never see um, like table tennis or badminton you know just things like that where you know or equestrian you know just kind of things like that where you're just kind of like well you know Let's see what it looks like, and you can always change the channel. You can always find something else if you're not interested in it. And NBC, I think, has done a solid job of, of jumping around to other things. Um, you know, we watched, from my personal perspective, uh, we watched archery. So we watched Jacob Wookie from Fremont, where I cover us. Uh, you know, cover various news topics. Uh, watched him compete; had a, a really magical run into the uh, the final sixteen shooter. So a great competition from him. Uh, before he was defeated by teammate Brady Ellison. But, you know, it's it's just kind of a fun event to watch and just, you know, learn new things and watch different things and, and maybe see something that you've never, you know, seen before or maybe something that you haven't seen in four years or, in this case, five years with the Olympics. But um, I'm also always kind of interested, too, because you always have, uh, you know, you always when you're watching, you're always like, oh, that was terrible. And even though, you know, you have no clue how they do what they do or you couldn't even – think about doing something like that. But you always want to try to play the uh, sort of the Monday morning quarterback when you're watching sporting events, which is always fun too. But uh, I definitely recommend as the Olympics wind down here that uh, you all go out and uh, and continue watching them and uh, maybe checking out a sport that you've never seen before. Maybe checking out something that um, is new to the Olympics like skateboarding or BMX or things like that uh, or surfing as well. So Definitely uh, have fun with it. You can see it on various platforms on NBC Sports as they continue to carry the coverage, and they've essentially carried the coverage since I can remember. Um, and definitely uh, will be fun for the rest of the uh, the Olympic Games. So definitely have fun with it. You can still stream anything you want out there. There's plenty of options out there, uh, but uh, I will also say too that. Uh, you know, catch up on Ted Lasso season two, which is very fun, a very fun opening episode. I'm getting ready to watch uh, the next couple here. Um, And then also the White Lotus on HBO is another thing that I'm streaming right now. Uh, I think people should definitely check out as well. You can find that on HBO Max or it's on Sunday nights on HBO on your cable package. So once again, this is Craig Shop signing off from going streaming. You guys have a great one and keep on streaming. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney.